ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, hello. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. Let me reintroduce myself. So I am Stacy Heller, and since this show started back in mid, I think it was November of last year, I have had a guest on every week. And this week, I decided to be my own guest. That's right. You have Be My Guest, Be My Guest, now currently going through your head. You're welcome for that. Um, and I figured, you know what? A lot's happened in a year. And so I'm going to do my usual thing. And then I'm just going to talk to myself. It's what I do all the time. And Eric is here to make sure that I am being sane about it. And so he'll make sure that I don't get too far off track, probably. <laughs> right? Like, it'll be fine. I'll do what I can. Thank you. Uh, so a reminder to folks that if you cannot listen live every week, then you can listen to the podcast version of this show. You can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you will get a text sent right to your phone that has all the details that you need to know about how to find this show. Because did you know that 98% of the emails that you get, you don't open, but you can't leave a text unread. All of us go through it. So um, again, text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you will get a text with details. You can also feel free to call into the show. The number is 425-373-5527. I love to hear from people. You can also connect with me through my website, which is stazyconnects.com. Okay, so I have much to rant and ramble about today. So, observations from the past week. So, I went to what I will affectionately call a bush and brow appointment last week. And I would just like to give a PSA that, um, well, the note to self is don't let either go for so long. And the note to all of you is that you should listen to or watch Between Two Cheeks with Brooke Kennedy. Um, she is from, she's the owner of Sweet Bee Hair and Skin Lounge in Issaquah. And all of the things that I learned throughout the making of that podcast and show, I pretty much promptly forgot and was ill-prepared and holy moly bulligan, which is something that my dad used to say, um, man, that hurt. So another PSA brought to you by Don't Ask Me to Talk and Stacey Heller. You're welcome. Uh, Grace left. No offense, Grace. Love you dearly. Thank God. Um, she's just so ready to launch. She's starting her senior year at Fairfield University. In fact, it was her first day of school today, and I asked her to send me a first day of school look, and she replied and said, I'm not up yet, and that was at 11 o'clock her time. So I think it's going well already. So that's cool. Um, and she turned 21, and so she's launched. Um, and it came to me today when I was asking her for the back-to-school outfit. I'm like, oh, my gosh, two of the kids have launched. Will is fully working. Annie's fully working. So it's just Grace and Charlie left. 
So it's kind of weird. We're we're counting down the days to being uh, empty nesters. So um, speaking of which, Pete and I got a taste of what empty nest life is going to be like. And here's what I have figured out. It's going to be expensive. Because if we keep watching the show Hometown on HDTV, which, by the way, I blame mom for because she introduced it to us when she was out here visiting, um, then it's ridiculous. We sit on our couch and we watch this show. And I don't know if I'm going to buy, if I'm going to do construction in my house because, you know, it's like if you give a mouse a cookie, um, you're going to need a bigger TV. So I watch this show and I'm like, now I need a new fireplace. I think we could get rid of those shelves. We should redo the back bedroom and the bathroom. So I completely blame mom for this because um, I you know, blame her for everything else. Hi, mom. Um, so why not add that to the list? Um, but it is a very cute show. It's very fun. I mean, so much so that I'm like, now I need to buy a house in Laurel, Mississippi. And even to this day, I looked it up on uh, yesterday. You can find a house or land in Laurel, Mississippi for like under $30,000. Now, be prepared to spend a lot of money on refinishing it. And there's probably nobody available to do the work because they all work for this couple that's on the show Hometown. Details, details. And Um, it is Mississippi. Right. Yeah. Disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah. Well, right. Yes. And it is Mississippi. But it is a lovely little enclave that they are single-handedly trying to improve every single house business like he has his business and then they have this laurel mercantile and you know they've redone the local restaurant and the houses and all of these things and pete and i at one point were marveling over the amount of wood that is literally lying around in people's sheds first of all i mean i never had a shed that had lots of wood lying around because clearly i'm not a handy person um However, in one of the episodes, a tornado had gone through, ripping everything to shreds. And so I'm like, oh, that's where they get all the wood. They just all go out and scavenge it and throw it in the back, knowing that they're going to have to rebuild, which is not funny at all, obviously. Um, And I've been learning a lot about wood and what you can do and that kind of thing. Um, But it's just it's fascinating the amount of places that this guy Ben goes into and it's like oh this is my cousin's brother's nephew's uncle's barn and you know they find you know like look at this oak that's from Tupelo and Elvis probably climbed this tree I mean literally that's a conversation that they had on a show um so it's it's very addictive so I warn you now that if you watch the show with any regularity I can promise you that if you do nothing else, you will end up getting like a new pillow or something because you'll feel compelled to spiff things up. Um, And speaking of tornadoes, mom was sharing that um, a gentleman that she knows um, through the Glop and Penswood tornado hit down um, near where they are and he lost his roof. So that's kind of crazy. Um, the world is going haywire because they're in like Pennsylvania and tornadoes are supposed to be in like Kansas. And apparently we are not in Kansas anymore. And neither are tornadoes. So, well, yeah, they are. Anyway, just, just keep rolling with this. Okay. So another thing about mom, we made a mistake. We drank and then we shopped. 
So when mom was visiting, we had cocktails like you do. She decided that she needed her 18th, 19th something pair of Rothy's shoes, not sponsored. Uh, at this point, I feel like I'm sponsoring you, Rothy's, through my mother. Um, but she could totally sponsor me. Anyway, she has the pointed or the point, it's called. And she has like 18 or 19 of those plus a few other pairs of sneakers. Yeah. Anyway, um, she decided that she needed another pair. We ordered them. Turns out I sent them to Joan Heller. Awkward. That's my name, last name and her first name. And forgot to put her apartment number. So mom was, of course, worried about world events and her health and tornadoes and all of these things. But really what she was worried about is, why haven't my Rothy's arrived? But we got down to it, and she got them today. And I bet they are on her foot right now while she uh, is sipping her Dewar's White Label Scotch with a splash of water. So there you go. Hope you're enjoying them, Mom. So Saturday marked a big day for me. Um, it was a day that I could check off a couple of firsts. First of all, I rode on a city transit bus. I've taken Greyhounds. I've taken, um, what are they called, Peter Pan buses. So I've taken long bus rides and I've taken school buses, but I've never really taken a city bus. And I took a transit bus to a college football game. Yes, that's the second first. I've never seen a professional football game in person, nor have I ever been to a college football game in person. Now, that may have something to do with the fact that I do not like football. I mean, it's just not my thing. I didn't grow up watching it. My dad didn't watch it. Like, and Pete is a huge football fan. So to me, football is synonymous with take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little worried I would not be able to stay awake for said game. And um, however, I was given the opportunity, thanks to Kavitha of um, GFS Events and um, John Chen, who um, owns and operates Engaging Virtual Meetings. He had extra tickets. He offered them to the GFS team, and then Kavitha reached out to me, and I went to the game. I sort of blame myself for the fact that they lost because I figure it was a huge upset, apparently, in college football. Again, don't know anything about it. Um, but I'm like, what was so different that would have caused a huge upset? And the only thing that I could think of is that I was there. I don't know. feels narcissistic, but I'll take it. <laughs> Um, so here's how this went. I get invited to go. If disliking football is affecting teams, <laughs> then they really should be paying me to start liking it because I am also in the same boat as you that really dislike football. <laughs> so Thank you. Oh my gosh. I, I don't think us disliking football though is affecting any playing. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Then we're going to have to go to a football game together sometime because I'm about to share with you. The things that I observed. If we can get a suite where we can nap, as you said. Right? In a sunny spot, bring a blanket right. and like just sit there, mind my own business. Well, actually, people watching. So so the first thing is I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to this game. And why not? And I didn't even go with Pete. Well, there is a big, big difference uh, from going in person 
to a game rather than watching it on TV or on the radio. You know, being there, being part of the action, if you will, is is a whole different thing without the distractions of everyday life. You know, I'm sure that's probably a lot more fun. Oh, in my book, anyway, it was just watching it or listening to it. It was. I mean, there were distractions. Trust me, and I'm going to get into that. (laughs) However, um, you're right. Like you know, walking in and the tickets that we had, we were on the 50th yard line. That's the halfway point. Huh? Look at me. I learned so much. And we were in the 13th row, which is pretty close because do your math. And, um, you know, right there in a great section. And so awesome seats, the whole thing. And so I just thought, I'm going to do this. You know what? time to learn expand my horizons so the funny thing is as we're getting ready to leave pete said to uh stacy ironically her name is also stacy and kavitha who i was going with you might need to teach stacy a little football on the way (laughs) which i take umbrage at i know plenty there's two teams there's a field and people use it as a unit of measurement all the time Wow, that place is as long as two football fields. See what I'm saying? So the first big question that I had to answer is what to wear, because I have no sports apparel other than Yankee gear. Now, it seemed wrong to wear baseball gear to a football game. You don't have to suit up like you're playing well, in a what? game. You can, you Eric, can just wear anything you, you like. D- no. No, no. A, I think this is where, like, my maybe being a woman comes in and I was like, what am I going to wear? And B, it just felt like I was in a, in a hot seat. Like the camera could pan over and there I would be. And I'd be wearing something totally random. So here's what I came up with. Jeans, because you know, it gets a little chilly as the day progresses and they were capris. So it was like, they weren't too long. They weren't too short. Next, lavender sweater. It's purple. Huh? But it's not like the purple purple. Gold jewelry, because the team is purple and gold. You're welcome, Mom. And then I wore a bogey boys baseball hat because my hair looks terrible and it's growing out. So I was like, what am I going to do with my hair? It's like it's miserable looking. The sun. I didn't want to bring my sunglasses because you can't carry a big bag in. Holy cow, I have to switch my glasses, like, you know, a whole big thing. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll wear a bogey boys hat. And that way it's a local guy. So it's basically like wearing UW gear. So that's what I wore because it was a Husky game. So that was the the first big hurdle. Then I took the bus to get there. That was fun. Take the bus. No parking fuss. It was amazing. We left out of Eastgate. Everybody was in the game spirit. Hurrah, hurrah. Until the end. But we'll get to that. Now, here's the list of notes. I literally kept on my phone in the notes app a list of questions, comments, and observations. The first being, as you're sitting there watching the beginning of the game. Now, who were these for? Who was the, the notes for? The questions. Oh, it was for today. It is for you, Eric. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, this is 100%. <laughs> no, like, I, I thought you brought questions to no. talk, talk to your fellow no. uh, sportos. <laughs> 
Definitely not. Because like they <laughs> all the knew game. what they were watching. Right, right. But you did it. So. But I was like, and and I will say before I get into my Which notes. Which would be me as well. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking about football. Right. Well, and the funny thing is um, my friend Stacy, you know Stacy well, um, she commented at one point, probably around like in the, in the middle somewhere of the second quarter, she was like, does Pete know that you know this much about football? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's unconventional, your wisdom. You're not using any of the correct terminology. <laughs> However, you're getting the general gist of this. Right. And, you know, I kept saying, like, which try are they on? And she's like, you mean down? <laughs> and I was like, well, they get four tries. And she was like, those are downs. So, you know, she's like, you actually know more than you think you know. And I'm glad that Pete doesn't listen to the show because now there's going to be no expectation that I need to actually watch games moving forward. Again, nap time. Um, but all of the him watching over the years, apparently there is something to Some osmosis. of that rubbed off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, oh, are they offsides? But I'm pretty sure that's a soccer thing. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, again, wrong terminology, general idea. So... The notes that I had as I'm sitting there and the game's starting and a jet flies over, I'm like, who paid for that? So that's the first thought that I had. <laughs> yep, that's right. So, like, a jet flew over as part of the like as the part of the opening the event, like or? the opening ceremonies. Okay. I mean, this was like the Olympics, right? Right. So there's constantly just jets flying over. Yeah, no, here. this was like a special <laughs> we are order. In the jet city, after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was like a special order jet. Okay. So that flew over. Then you have like a this... military style thing doing like aeronautics and whatnot, like a you know Blue I... Angels, but pared down. Um, or just a f- straight flyover. I mean, it wasn't like it was an Alaska Airlines jet. It was definitely like a, you know, more like Blue Angel type thing. Uh huh. Um, but I don't know. I didn't read its tail feather or whatever it's called. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Didn't um, have like a banner on the back, like one of those. <laughs> no, it was not one of those like at the beach, plane. like, okay. you know, go Huskies. No. Um, to like me, that was... would be more appropriate. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And less costly, I might add. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. So there on the field, you know, there's the whole line of players like you see in all the movies. And they're at the uh, Huskies locker room entrance I'm presuming and you've got the cheerleaders and you've got the band and you've got the people on the sidelines and you've got the weird little cart thing that's shaped like a helmet that the husky mascot is wearing and he can't drive he can't see anything so he's riding the helmet all over the place and all I keep thinking second thought I hope he doesn't hit anybody (laughs) so well at least he's protected if he does he's in a helmet exactly (laughs) so there's that then at the kind of the top of this whole thing, this this arrow that they formed from the locker room out onto the field, there is a guy with a white shirt and khakis. Man, everybody wore khakis. I was like, wow, there must have been a run on Dockers like at, at the beginning of every season. And he had a husky dog, like a real living, breathing husky dog. And I was like... Doesn't the dog need earplugs? Like, this is really loud. And so I had a lot of questions. Like, what's the dog's name? Is it the same dog at every game? Is the dog at every game? Does the dog stay and watch every game? 
is the dog trained for this? Is this like the equivalent of a seeing eye dog? But no, it's wait, like... was this an official dog or oh, yeah. was this, uh, you know, just a fan that brought their... No, no. This is like part of the Okay, so he's like ensemble. a mascot kind yes. of, basically. So this is my thing. I'm like, you know, do you audition to be the husky dog? You know, is it like his great, great, great grandfather was a husky? Like, this was, these are the thoughts. Because again, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> So probably raised to be, you know, in the uh, mid- in the midst of chaos. Uh, well, yeah. So he's probably used to it. So then, when the you know, or, or her, or her, right? Yeah, it could be. That, a lady. Yeah, we don't know. So you know, when the jet flies over, and then there's the poof, and then they're um, they have fireworks going, and they have these purple puffs of smoke that are coming out that the male cheerleaders, the the bases, are all throwing around everywhere, and the players come running out. And this guy and the dog lead the charge, and he's already at the 50-yard line, maybe the 40th. And he and the dog take off, and they lead everybody, and he just runs to the end of the, the other end of the field, and then he goes off to the sidelines. And I was like, again, who pays for this? <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the athletic department, no doubt. Which clearly has some money. There you go. Because then, let's talk about the players, shall we? I thought it was going to get into an Air Bud thing there for a second. Yeah. There's nothing in the rule books that says that a dog can't play football. <laughs> I, and honestly, in some of those plays, he may have been able to, like, juke and jive a little better than some of these guys. But I'm no football expert. I'm just saying. Um, so then after that whole festive affair happened with the purple and the fireworks and the, the drive-by and the flyover <laughs> and the dog and, like, the whole thing – then we got down to business, and a football team, there's 11 players on, supposedly, at any given time. And then I'm learning there's the offense and there's the defense, and so there may be a different. So maybe you've got 22 players. No, you have, like, 200 players on the sidelines. There was, like, 200 guys dressed in uniforms. Some of them, much like Will in high school football his freshman year, was suited up but didn't put on the helmet. But, man, when it was time to yell charge, the way he lifted his helmet up was unparalleled. (laughs) So some of these guys are probably, you know, you suit up and they're probably part of the, like, beat-up crew for practices and that kind of thing. So second, the practice team or the practice squad or whatever it's called. But there was, like, 200 people. So, of course, Stacy's on me, Stacy is on full, like, people-watching mode. So I start taking notes. For instance, there was two guys that were not wearing the full uniform. They were wearing black sweats that were slightly pulled up at the ankle, a jersey, and their numbers were number 11 and 57, if you're listening. Hi, boys. Um, And they were wearing a bucket hat, a UW bucket hat. And they were adorable, very social, and they had amazing arms. And I wrote in my notes, like Michelle Obama. Now, that's not to say that their arms were feminine. It's to say that they had really, really good arms, but not in like that, the big football way. They had them in like a sculpted way, like Michelle Obama. I know. I'm sure she's very flattered by the comparison. (laughs) Well, I don't know who's going to be offended and who's going to be flattered, but they're good arms. And both of those boys, I was like, oh, they're so cute. Um, then the next note that I wrote down was number 69, really? <laughs> I 
I'm like, can you imagine being given the jersey number 69? If you cut like 200 people, though, you got to <laughs> use every number. I guess, but it's like you don't use 13 when you're in a hotel. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're college kids. Like, all I can think of is like, <laughs> um, then I noticed right away number 17. Now, number 17, I noticed that he pulled his knee socks. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling them knee socks. All the way up to his knickers. <laughs> what are they called? Pants. Um, and I was like, hmm, baseball players do that. That's interesting. Don't like that look. I like the whole show some skin. And so I noticed him and he was always on the end. So I'm like, is that like a cornerback? I don't know what that is. But he was on the end. And I noticed he's super fast. Like McLovin, like fastest kid alive kind of thing. And I thought, oh, he's probably wearing the socks up because he kept like turning on a dime and then he would slip and he would probably get AstroTurf burn. Makes so sense. I, I noticed him, I observed, and I figured out what it was. And then I also was like, hey, I think he's playing both ways. And sure enough, he played both on the offensive side and the defensive side. So that's when I decided that I spot talent because I only observed certain people and I was like, look at this. And he also had a body not unlike Little Nas X. Very lithe and lean. <laughs> so there's that. Um, then the next thing I observed, the cheerleaders. They came out. They did a little thing. There was one male cheerleader for the dance number that danced along with them. The other guys, who are typically the bases for tricks and that kind of thing, they stayed on the sidelines. Which rapper did he look like? Uh, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. So all I'm going to say is I do want to know his TikTok handle, though, because boy could dance. And I was like, good for you for going out there. And it's, you know, however many cheerleaders, female, and then him, and he is dancing his heart out. And I was like, I bet that his TikTok channel, he is making it happen. So I loved that. So, hey, male cheerleader out there, DM me. I want to know your TikTok handle. Um, then I noticed that after that number, number 45 on the sidelines, is clearly dating a cheerleader. Because while all the other players were focused on listening to the coaches or were, like, paying attention to the game, he's watching the cheerleaders. And he's clearly, like, in a completely different direction. And at the end, he, like, takes his little white rag and he's, like, waving to his girlfriend or maybe this guy, maybe his boyfriend, um, and was kind of like, hey, and seemed a little too into it. And then throughout the course of the game, I noticed him and I'm like, oh, oh, sweetie, you don't play. You suit up and you're probably a legacy or you have a lot of money and you're basically playing to suit up. So that's fine. There's room for everyone. Number 66, noticed him right away. He was terrifying. Do not want to run into him anywhere. He's probably a lovely, lovely guy, but he was scary. And again... I noticed talent because who, when it was time to go out for defense, who put on the helmet and went out and played? That's right, number 66. One more six, and he is the devil. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. 52, he had a very good butt, or dare I say, a tight end. And I'm sorry, 
it's an observation, and I mean no offense. Uh, players 94, 91, and 50, if you put them all in a boat, it would sink. They were big boys. Holy cow. Um, but it reminded me of um, the movie with, uh, what's her name? Sandra Bullock. And, like, you want those boys to be taking care of you. Um, speaking of... Which movie are we talking about here? You know, the one where she, like, adopts the Michael Orr, who's the football player. Okay, and, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, it's a good movie. I, It's not about football, really. Right. It's about family. So, um, and then I started noticing the names. And I decided I would be really good at a, a game where you take any sports team and you take their last name and you come up with nicknames for them, right? So, for instance, number 26, his name was Sunday. And I was like, oh, I mean, any given Sunday, right? So I would, of course, call him Monday. Um, 27, his name, uh, last name is Forward. And so I would end up calling him Backward. Um, there was um, Holmes. I'd probably call him Watson. Anyway, I was having fun coming up with my own names for all these players. Um, so... It was a lot, and it was fun, and they lost. And so you would enjoy going to a game with me because <laughs> I will take you on a roller coaster ride yeah, it of sounds, excitement. Sounds pretty exciting. <laughs> it's fun. Um, okay, so let me finish up here. Um, so that's all my notes on that. I also watched the latest Mark Robler video last week where he surprised a kid. He's like a YouTuber. Do you know who he is? No. Um, oh, he's amazing. He's a YouTuber. He's a scientist slash engineer slash inventor slash 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 slash. And he surprised a kid in remission uh, with a day of fun that involved science. And he broke another Guinness um, world record with, um, I think it's called elephant paste. And he created this five-ton vessel from which to let elephant paste go it's amazing he's done squirrel obstacle courses he's done glitter bombs for people trying to steal packages he's done a whole bunch of things it made me think hey mark robler you could help me with my forest fire issue so now you're the one with the forest <laughs> fire issue. other people trapped in a circle in california I'm just it's saying, you. why is nobody else obsessed by this? <laughs> I think a lot of people are obsessed by it. Yeah, well, and so I am attempting to do something. So I'm manifesting, hey, Mark Robler, let's, you know, elephant paste, that's great. But what can we do to put out these forest fires? Whew, okay. Um, on that note, I think we need to take a break. I think we all need a break from me right now. <laughs> we'll be right back with Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacey Heller. Thank you for putting up with me. We'll be right back. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous, worry you won't get your message across, or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach, Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please. Go to www.storyfruition.com. 
Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. When giving presentations, do you feel nervous, worry you won't get your message across, or hold your listeners' attention? Storytelling is an essential business skill most people don't learn. Telling your story clearly, concisely, and with real connection is key because people respond to and learn from stories more than charts or spreadsheets. Find and finesse your story so you can share it effectively with executive storytelling coach Melissa Reeves of Story Fruition. Melissa offers individual coaching, workshops, and webinars that teach the ABCs of Tell Me More, Please. Go to www.storyfruition.com. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? And relevant, Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacey Heller. Before the break, I ranted and rambled, mostly about the Husky game that I saw. And again, apologies to the team. Um, But it was fun. And really, it's about trying new things. And... And we didn't say go dogs during that segment, which we definitely got to add. Oh, yeah. we. You're right. Go go dogs <laughs> and cats. I really prefer cats, actually. Anytime you're... But we're talking about D-A-W-G-S. Yes. Yes. D-A-W-G-S. Anytime you're talking about huskies, you got to add go dogs. Well, and then they were doing like the roof, roof, roof. And, yeah. and I was just like, oh, okay, this is... It reminded me of like, you know... Arsenio Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. See, Eric understands me. Um, yeah, it was an experience. So do something that you think you're going to hate sometime and go in with a, a vibe and a space of like learning and amusement and observation and curiosity, because you will learn a lot about yourself and about whatever it is that you think you hate. Because I don't think I hate live games because I have enough to do. (laughs) There is so much. You have to eat. You have to watch things. You have to get things wrong. You have to annoy the people next to you. They're like, who let her come? (laughs) You could get a lot of thinking done if you're bored at something for sure. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, So 
this show is a perfect example of how my brain works. And it occurs to me that after a year of doing this program and talking about Stacey Connects and how it's the show is brought to you by Stacey Connects that I've never really talked about me and my business. And I I have literally nothing written down on a piece of paper here to talk about my business. And what's funny is that it is so hard for me to to really talk about what I do in a way that makes sense to people. Um, you know, I was a I was a stay-at-home mom forever. And I recently um, as in today, when I say recently, I mean today, had to write a bio because I'm going to be featured on a show uh, that's here on KKNW, actually, um, Reigniting You with Lisa Downs. She was a guest a little while ago and um, on my show. And she wanted me to send a bio. So here I'm going to read it to you, folks, so that you can see what I had to write because I didn't know what to write. Um, So my bio is, after staying home to raise four great kids for 20 years, Stacey Heller quit her day job and decided to turn her side hustle of creatively anticipating and seeing potential in others into a business. Her ability to say something while talking about nothing, combined with her love of connecting people through conversation, led to Stacey Connects. After saying yes to everything in the beginning, Stacy currently says yes to clients who want to who want brand or business ideation and clients who want to use their voice to educate, enlighten, or entertain others via a radio show or podcast. So let's take this apart. I decided that the whole problem solving thing did not like that phrase. So I switched it to creatively anticipating <laughs> because is it a problem? I mean, I'm not when when people come to me and they're trying to get some ideas about their business or their brand, they don't necessarily have a problem. They have a thriving business, they have a name, they're doing their thing, so they don't really have a problem. It's about creatively anticipating the way to grow the business or to get the word out there or to have some fun with it or to Maybe they've hit a plateau with their business and they're ready to shake things up a bit. And so I made this up today (laughs) that the creatively anticipating is a different approach. Instead of seeing things as a problem, let's anticipate the questions that are going to be asked or the things that people will want to know about or the services that people will want to have or whatever it is. And... That's why, you know, kidding aside, I'm always talking about all these wacky ideas that I have because I'm creatively anticipating a need for something. Like, we know the fires are going to happen. I don't know. Why don't we creatively anticipate it and deal with it? And so that is one thing that I do with my clients. And I'll see potential in them. And so... Part of what my business is that I have with Stacy Connects is people will come to me and they will say, I need some ideas. I need to shake things up. And as I said in my bio, in the beginning, I would say yes to everything. You know, oh, you need a logo? No problem. However, I'm not a graphic artist. Or, hey, do you need me to, you know, could you write some content for me? Sure. Oh, you're a copy editor? Nope. Nope. You know, oh, you're a content creator? No, not that either. Um, however... You can do a lot of things when you're creative. 
So, I was going to say, but you do a good job on both of those things. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I, I can do them, but I can also make dinner, and it doesn't mean I like to do it. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's sort of knowing, you know, just because you can switch lanes, it doesn't mean that you want to or need to. And so what I have found is that what I love to do is when clients come to me and they are interested in finding a way to mix things up or to expand or to get the word out or to find their ideal client or, you know, maybe they need to update what their look is or whatever it is. I love ideation. I love coming up with ideas. I can sit down with somebody and come up with a bajillion ideas for, oh, you know what you should do? You should do this and you should do that. And in a not so eloquent way, I describe it as basically vomiting ideas and leaving them at their feet. It's it's not pretty, um, but it's hearty. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and so I have a lot of clients that will come to me and that's exactly what they want. They need somebody to basically vomit ideas about their business at their feet and they can clean all that up and put it in their pocket and walk away and have all of those ideas. And some parts of that I can help them with and other parts that I either can't or just don't want to or whatever it is, I have a stable of resources that I can connect them with. Thus the Stacy Connects. So that is a big part of my business. I love the idea of being an idea broker. Um, if you're a longtime listener, then you know that I'm always coming up with wacky ideas. And the thing is, though, they just might work. And with my clients, when I'm not being so outrageous and, you know, out there and I'm being a little bit more tethered in, they work for them and they get them to think about things because everybody needs to have um, a little, it's like an ice tray, right? It, it can get too stuck together. You need to mix things up a little bit. Break it up. Mix it around. Um, so that's the first part of my business that I do. And then the second part of my business is uh, it was it was almost a year ago that I started Don't Ask Me to Talk. And prior to that, I had produced the podcast Plateau Partners Pulse, which you can actually listen to the second season here on KKNW on Wednesday mornings um, from 9 to 10 and that specific standard time. That is a show that I conceived of and produced the first season along with Lens Group Media and then moved them over here to KKNW to continue. And it features small businesses that are in the networking group that I'm a part of. I helped produce another show for another client of mine, uh, J.D. Winnikin. He now has another podcast that's also here on KKNW that is called The Show Is All About You. And he had a different podcast. And it was him really talking about his journey after basically what he says, setting um, setting fire to his life and then rebuilding from it. And I have another podcast that I did uh, called Common Ground, um, another client who went through a traumatic circumstance. Um, she was actually featured on Don't Ask Me to Talk and talks about trauma. And yes, it's one of those rubbernecking life incidents where it's so sensational that people focus on the story. However, she's interested in what happens after the story. And so these are some of the clients that I've worked with. And 
then I have several shows that are here on KKNW, like At the Root with Greg Kuyper. And I already mentioned the show is about uh, is all about you. And there's another podcast called Breaking Up with RBS that I um, work with those guys and Eternally Amy. Um, I mean, Eric, at this point, you must be getting tired of all of the people that I bring in here. No, they've all been delightful, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I you, you do a good job of finding, like, fun, uh, creative people to work with. Well, and, and everyone has—we um, were just recording prior to this show, uh, actually, um, Amy's show that airs on Monday or Tuesdays at 6 p.m., again, Pacific Time, and, you know— talking about the fact that everybody has a story and not people don't assume that it's interesting but there's so many stories out there and a station like KKNW it gives you an opportunity to tell your story and to share it with other people because I feel like there is there has never been an elephant in the room that I didn't want to befriend I didn't want to go talk to I didn't want to talk about Um, it's the quirky things that I think are interesting they engage, um, you know, people. And so what I have found since deciding to do my own radio show and podcast is that I want to hear more people that are quirky and interesting and relatable and authentic and that are educating me or entertaining me or enlightening me about something. Well, I, I got to say, it doesn't get more quirky than a 30-minute deep dive on a football game when you're not <laughs> a sports fan. So, well, I'm like, there's a podcast there. Um, you know, like Stacey Harris just kept listening to my like play by play, and she's like, you need to sit next to like a professional and you need to be doing like, you know, the a side by side play by play with somebody that actually knows what they're talking about. And it would be fascinating. There you go. Yeah. You could, uh, we know that sports fans are listening, but what about people that don't like sports? Right. <laughs> you can still make this content interesting for them. Right? It sort of feels like as so, if I'm a translator. You know how there's sign language for, like, concerts? Exactly. Like, I'm yeah. basically the person that is, like, explaining for people that are like, I don't get it. <laughs> that, no, joking aside, but that could actually be something like a beginner's guide to sports. So you want to get into it, you know, to have like a translator for right. like a game would be kind of fun, actually. It would be. Yeah. And, you know, for people that are sort of like, you know, well, let's see what they have to say. I mean, this could work in all aspects of life, honestly. You know, <laughs> like I, I've never been into sports, but if you were never raised with sports, but then you think, hey. I kind of want to get into it, but you don't have friends that are into it. Right. Something like that could work out great. Same thing with, like, if you're you thinking about theater. joining a church or a theater. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it's like 42nd Street. Like, I think who's we're on to something. <laughs> it's basically like the, you know, This is all copyrighted blank. material now, so yeah, don't exactly. steal this idea, folks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you have a topic that you think that you're interested in pursuing— uh, reach out to me. Um, but this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Between the work that I do with my clients, either specifically on their brand, personal or professional, or their business, coming up with ideas. And what happens is a lot of times when people are brainstorming, they have a tendency to to just, you know, my, my husband introduced me to the idea of popcorning. And a lot of people have a tendency to only pay attention to the kernels that landed in the bowl, Right. 
They're neat. They're orderly. They're right there. It's easy to collect them. There they are. But what about the wild one that, you know, went far and landed on the floor or it landed over on the counter or whatever it is? Those popcorn kernels, five-second roll, are just as good and have just as much to offer. And so my thing is, you know, at the top of the show, I think the intro talks about talking about ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime, right? And the thing is, if you can allow yourself to go to that place of ridiculousness, then you can bring it back and make it something that's going to be usable. And the same thing with, you know, the radio show and the podcast thing. The thing is, you have to be willing to go there in order to come back and then share the story. I was at a dinner party on Sunday night, Sunday night, and seated to my left was a good friend of mine. And I made some comment and he said, man, you don't have a filter, do you? And I was like, you know, I lived like the first 45 years with a filter that was from expectation and what I should do and what's allowed and what's appropriate and, you know, my upbringing and polite society and, you know, societal norms and all these kinds of things. And, you know, I'm like, no, I don't have a filter anymore. And I have things to say. And I always try to come from a place of humor and heart. And if you know me, then you know that. And if you don't know me, then ask a question. It's it's a good way to connect with me. Because again, I love the idea that somebody asks a question and says, what the heck are you talking about? So it just felt like it was important to introduce people to what I do besides talk for an hour every week, <laughs> you know, because my mother didn't listen to me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I. But now she listens to you every week. I know. <laughs> I, I love the fact that I only ever wanted my parents and my brothers to listen to me. And now. Without fail, my mother listens. I'm sure that my dad tunes in from whatever cloud he's sitting on in heaven, and he's listening. And he's actually um, been a big inspiration for me pursuing these things. And then my brothers, they listen to the podcast version because one's in Jersey City, one is in um, Minnesota, so the timing doesn't work. And I just think it's funny that they're now listening to me, and they're like, oh, she's got something to say. And I'm like, no kidding. What do you think I've been trying to tell you for years? Um, you know, so there is, there's a purpose behind what I'm doing and these connections that I'm making. And I just truly believe that if you have a conversation with people, then you're going to find a connection. And as I said, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on in politics or what your religious beliefs are or how you identify in terms of uh, your sexuality or your color or whatever it is. If you are online for the bathroom and you have to go really bad, then, I mean, that is, that is a universal truth that everyone can agree upon. Why isn't the men's room available to women? <laughs> I mean, it's a thing. So anyway, um, I hope that this enlightened some of my listeners so that you know what it is that I do. Um, it's It has been 
really, really fun to pursue this part of my career and to really go for it in the past year. Going from producing a couple of shows in the beginning and being a moderator to now being involved in nine or ten different shows. Um, there's a list. Um, Michael Bruce Image Consulting. I'm on their show as a moderator. They're on Mondays at noon. Um, I've been doing that for a while. The Money Seat. It's a great show with Ross Kraus. He gives really great, straightforward, smart advice for anyone, but he specifically wants to work with younger people who maybe are not financially educated. To me, that seems like an important mission I wanted people to know about. At the Root with Greg Kuyper, he's talking about connection in in relationships with significant others and being connected so that you can have a good relationship. Um, I'm on that show on Mondays from uh, 3.30 to 4 because, frankly, it's like getting free therapy. So my point is, folks, listen, learn, be entertained, ask questions, don't make assumptions, have fun, be curious, go to games even if you don't like them, do stuff that's different, have some fun. You get one life, you need to lead it, and you need to have your tail wag more often. So, again, if you want to connect with me and learn more about what I do when I'm not talking, um, you can go to stacyconnects.com. And, again, you can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678. I would love to connect with you. I love being able to chat with you to myself and Eric every week. <laughs> um, next week, I will have a guest back. Her name is Joanna Vargas of Joanna Vargas Skincare. She is a celebrity esthetician with a salon both in New York and in L.A. And she is a friend from high school who is really just fabulous and amazing and a little bit famous. So I'm going to hopefully not be starstruck. She's just so normal. I don't think that she'll allow that. So that's cool. So anyway... Are we almost out of time here? Should I wind things up? Let's wind it up. Let's wind it up. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure that you stay connected, not too close, or wear a mask, and have a great week, and I will see you next week. Touchdown. (laughs) Score! Stacey Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower.